0: journey with Jesus. We're so glad you've joined us today. We hope that you will hear something in today's podcast that will encourage you to find joy in your journey with Jesus. Today we're going to talk about hope. You know, we all need hope and we need to press forward to hope. Tanya, do you agree with that? I mean, I just think hope is what we all need right now.
1: Jill, it is. And hope can carry you when you can't carry yourself. There is such a relief knowing that I can put my hope in Jesus Christ because he can carry me further than I can carry myself.
0: And that gives me a lot of peace. Exactly. And Jesus Christ, you mentioned Jesus, he is the greatest gift that we can receive this Christmas season. Christmas is about Jesus Christ. I know that we get wrapped up in our shopping and parties and, and different Things that we do of the holiday season, putting up our decorations and lights, and that's all great and fine. But when you need hope, our foundation must be in Jesus Christ. He is our hope. So as we celebrate this Christmas season, let us not forget that we do have a living hope, and His name is Jesus.
1: He does live in us so that we can share that joy with others, So celebrate that as you go about this Christmas season. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today and we're so grateful and so thankful for all that you do for us. Lord, there is so much that you give us that, Lord, we ask that you show us during this holiday season more of you. We know that when we see more of you, we're able to be a little kinder, have more joy, have more peace, because we carry you with us. So, Lord, let you be our hope as we go about this season and reflect on you and all that you've done for us. We are so grateful,
0: for it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 When I think about hope, there's so many things that go through my mind. And we all do need hope. If we don't have hope, we don't have that faith, we lose our way. We all need a little bit of hope. So today we are going to talk about hope. And as we talk about hope, I want to open up with a scripture. It's from Philippians 3, verses 13 and 14. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it on my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind... And straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Tanya, Paul wrote this as he was in prison, and he discovered that his hope was in Jesus Christ. So he was going to strain forward to work towards the goal and press forward to his hope, forgetting the past, forgetting his failures and insecurities, forgetting his circumstances of where he was right then, but pressing forward to the promise of Jesus Christ.
1: Jill, that just makes me feel all giddy. It is so important that we realize it doesn't matter what you're going through. You can be in the most perfect place, or you can be in the worst place. Just like Paul, he was celebrating while he was in prison. He brought others to Christ while he was in prison. You don't realize the magnitude of what can happen to you when you let go and put your hope in Christ. It can change everything around you because you're looking through the eyes of Christ and not through the eyes of yourself that can bring you down and
0: weigh you down. God didn't intend for us to live like that. He didn't. And when you have your hope in Jesus, your whole perspective changes. In fact, you start hearing what you are needing to do. You have that direction and guidance, and and you're able to praise the Lord even in these negative circumstances that you might be facing. And that's where our hope comes in. Just like Paul sitting there in prison in shackles and chains, suffering, being persecuted, not knowing what was going to happen, he still had hope. He still rejoiced. He still felt that joy in him. And others did notice. The prison guard came to salvation watching him and how he and his prison mates were, were rejoicing in, in such a situation. So when we think about hope, we know that our hope is found in Jesus Christ, and we do need to press forward to that goal and seek the presence of the Lord or the Holy Spirit within us.
1: We do, and I have a, a scripture I would like to share, and it comes from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. I pray... That you may know the hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints, and in His incomparability, great power for those who believe. I think it's important that we lean in on that hope to which you have been called. Listeners, it is important to realize God wants you to be full of hope. We have hope in tomorrow, we have hope in today, we have hope
0: that Jesus is going to return again. We do, and we do not need to be afraid. We do not need to be afraid. We need to have that hope and listen. And, you know, there are going to be some things that you hear in that still small voice that you don't understand, but you know that you need to go and press forward to that goal, that goal of just listening and being obedient and not questioning, not doubting, having that belief. Did you watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? I caught part of it. It's one of my favorite things about Thanksgiving Day. Well, have you ever noticed that behind the backdrop, it says believe? Yes. Okay, and that, I guess, has been up many years. Believe. That's what we're talking about. Believe when you can't see. Believe in the hope. Believe in Jesus Christ. And so what we would like to do is open our Bibles to Luke. If you would do that if you're listening and you, you're at a place where you can open to luke chapter 1 and specifically we're going to look at verse 5 going all the way to verse 17. there was a priest named Zechariah, and he had a wife named elizabeth and they were both very righteous before god keeping all his commandments and his statutes but tanya they had no child and his wife was barren, and they were both very advanced in age. But while he was serving as a priest before God, and he was on duty, it was his turn to go into the temple and burn incense. The whole multitude of the people were praying outside the door of the incense. And so Zachariah went into that temple, and there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of the incense, And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, didn't know what fell upon him, and he was afraid. We talked about fear a minute ago, Tanya. He was afraid, but then the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife will bear a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. And he will be great before the Lord. He must not drink wine and strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children in the disobedience to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. Tanya, this priest was was given a promise. The angel appeared to him, the presence of the Lord filled the room, and there was a promise that he would have a son, and that Elizabeth would bear that son, and that son would make ready for the Lord, prepared by the power of the Holy Spirit to meet the Savior. In other words, the son John would lead others to know Jesus and experience the greatest gift. So that angel was giving Zechariah hope, but did he believe? Let's read on and see.
1: Initially, he did not. And in that process, the angel said to him, I am Gabriel, I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. So meanwhile, everyone was outside waiting for him to come out and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but he was still unable to speak. Friends, God may have you in a place that you know something's coming, and you may be immobilized. You may not be able to tell those things. You may not be able to share those goodness, but when the time comes, you will be able to give God all the glory. But you've got to keep your hope grounded in Jesus Christ. Yes, you do.
0: Yes, you do. That is the key, is to have your hope in Jesus. Because Zachariah questioned, he said, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. It didn't look like this would ever happen. He didn't believe because he relied on what he could see. And you know, God works that way. It'd be great if
1: as often as the mail comes or I breathe, God would show up. But do you think that would get people's attention? God works in mysterious ways and he can have such a bigger impact and a Approach those that may never be reached when he moves and acts in ways that make absolutely no sense but fall
0: perfectly in line with what God has in store. And he just wants us to trust him. He does. Trust him even when our eyes don't see. A familiar scripture, 2 Corinthians 5 7, says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. And that is hard to do. It's a trust. It's a one day at a time saying, Lord, I know you have the best plan for me. I'm going to trust you even when I can't believe it or see it. I need to believe it. I need to step out of my unbelief and trust. And there's another scripture, Lord,
1: fill in my unbelief. And that is one I gravitate to more often than not because I have faith. Sometimes I need more faith to carry me through, and God is that hope that allows me to anchor myself in that. Because He will answer, maybe not in my timeline or maybe even in one you've got in
0: mind, but it is always in the best plan. It sure is, and I wonder about the conversation between Zachariah and Elizabeth. Yeah, especially now that he can't speak. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how did he, you know, how do you, Can you convey that yes but i guess you know what we do know is that elizabeth did conceive and for five months she kept herself hidden saying thus the lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among the people because it was considered A sin or not good or people look down on you if you were not able to have children.
1: That's right. That was a a form of stature for women. It was about having a family and and being the, the woman who would give birth to those children. But I love how she said, the Lord looked on me. Looked on me. Wow. How do you feel God is looking on you today? And it doesn't have anything to do with where you are, if you're in childbearing years or not. How is God looking at you today, in this season? How can you
0: see Him differently? I think spending more time with Him and developing that relationship is how He wants to look at you and you look back at Him. He wants that communication. I heard the other day, God does not have favorites, but He has intimates people that have an intimate relationship with Him. I love that. Through prayer, through spending time with Him in the Word, through talking to your friends and other people about what He's done in your life and telling your story and just talking about the the goodness of God and just relying on Him and focusing on Him.
1: It is such a joy and a peace when you can Know that no matter what your circumstances are, no matter where you are in this life or what's going on, you can have that intimate relationship. God craves for you to have that intimate relationship. And friends, I will tell you, it will change your whole life. I am sitting here today because I allowed myself to let God direct what was going on and develop that relationship. So as we reflect back to the story of John, I think it's important to know Elizabeth and Zechariah were just in God's favor, even when they didn't even realize it. God had a bigger plan because he knew what he needed to do in them to bring John to birth so that he could introduce
0: Jesus to all of us. And when we think about the birth of John the Baptist, it just is so special because he would be the one that would open the way for Jesus, who would baptize him and would lead more people to believe. And so let's talk a little bit about his birth. Now, the time came for Elizabeth to give birth and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her and rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise this child. And they would have called him Zechariah after his father, but his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. Okay, again, she was obedient to what the angel of the Lord spoke over her, that you will call him John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father inquiring what he wanted to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote. Again, he can't speak. His name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed. And he spoke. Blessing God. And fear came upon all their neighbors. And all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard him laid them up in their hearts saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. And he began praising God.
1: We have to give all that glory back to God. We have to give all that praise back to God. And just like Paul in the prisons, Paul was not in a good place, but he was praising God. So wherever
0: you are, friend, praise God. Your circumstances will change. They will. And notice that once he began speaking, he kind of changed a little bit. There was something about him, a countenance that that maybe the people saw. Not only did he speak, but something surrounded him. And folks, this is being filled with the Holy Spirit. And let me go on and read. I'm reading in verse 67 because Zechariah has a prophecy and he starts speaking. Listen to some of these words. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit Mm, and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from old. And he goes on to talk about what will happen, how we shall be saved from our enemies to show mercy promised to our fathers, an oath that he swore to our father Abraham that we may be delivered from the hand of our enemies and serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. And then he says to his child, And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the most high and you will go before the lord to prepare his ways and give knowledge of his salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our god whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high and give light to those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace and the child grew and became strong in spirit. And he was in the wilderness until the day of the public appearance to Israel. I want to reflect back just a little bit about John.
1: His name in Hebrew means the Lord is gracious. The Lord shows grace. He showed grace to Elizabeth and Zechariah, but more importantly, he opened the gateway to show us Jesus. There is just so much positive that comes from this. There is so much when we put our hope and something we can't always see clearly but we know in our spirit to be true. Hold to those promises, friends. It will carry you to a place where God can move you in a way that can move others. Because it's not just about our individual selves. We are to be disciples. Yes, it's great that we go to church and that we worship and that we read and have this relationship, but we're supposed to share that with others, and that's
0: exactly what John's life was all about. It was, and he exalted Christ. Yes. And so let me read some of from John now. We're going to flip over to John chapter 3, particularly verses 22 through 35. John the Baptist exalts Christ. He baptizes and he he's the person that goes before Jesus to share the truth. And 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 he says a person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him, just like the angel prophesied over Zechariah in the temple. And then He talks about that Jesus must increase, and we must decrease. In fact, verse 30 is he must increase, but I must decrease. What do you think that means, Tanya, to you? To me, that means
1: it's okay to think of myself, but I shouldn't think more of myself. I should think more of God. And the more I put God in me, The more he will shine through, which is always better. Yes. (laughs) Always better. Definitely. Definitely. And and I want to read what mine says um, that joy is mine and it is now complete. He must become
0: greater and I must become less. Oh, wow. That's another way of saying it. I like Mm -hmm. that. And when he is greater in your life, you do have joy.
1: Even in the midst of the most crazy circumstances, even in your worst valleys. Mm -hmm. Things can still be magnified gloriously because of your
0: experience with Christ. And He will give us the Spirit without measure. And that is from verse 34. So we will have the Holy Spirit living in us because Jesus is above all. I want you to remember that. Jesus is above all and He will pour down His Spirit and His blessings without measure. Wow, so we can have as much of the Spirit as we receive, as we will receive. Just remember, Jesus is above all. He's above all your problems, the bad news out there, your finances, your health, your job, your relationships. He who comes from all is above all. So give Him your all, just like John did. And it
1: reminds me of a a scripture I cling to, and it's from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Those whose hope is in the Lord will renew their strength. And it goes along really well with the completion of this part from John. And I'm going to be reading John 3, 34. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God gives the Spirit without limit. And the Father loves his Son, who placed everything in his hands. Mm -hmm. That's the good news that John is proclaiming. We can have hope because we know all of these things come through the Spirit. They give us joy, they give us hope. More importantly, they lead us to our relationship
0: with God. Most definitely. And I have a story of hope and faith and the secret behind this couple's faith. Have you heard of Chip and Joanna Gaines? Oh yes. From the Fixer Upper TV show. Well, let me talk about a little bit about their faith and how Jesus is their foundation and their hope. This show, the Fixer Upper, is a super popular home improvement show about the husband and wife duo Chip and Joanna Gaines. And wow, what a special show it is. I love it. I watch it all the time and I really enjoy their show. But this is kind of about their journey. Chip's journey started in 1975 at a Billy Graham crusade building where he, he and his mother Gail rededicated her life to Christ and she started to become serious about her faith. He was a young young son but at that time the mother committed her life to Christ which was, is very important and so as Chip grew older God continued to work in his life and the work of Billy Graham where his mother found Jesus in in the Billy Graham building, began to be important in his life. In fact, he went to school with Billy Graham's grandchildren and got to know them. And one of Billy Graham's grandchildren's father really poured into Chip. He discipled him and he mentored him, teaching him how to live more like Christ. You know about Christ, but it's living and having that faith about Christ. And this is a quote from... Chip that I read, he wasn't a pastor, but he was influential in showing me how to live out my faith. He impacted my life by spurring me to shape my choices with faith and to walk in love. And he challenged me to process what God was doing in my life and train my mind with God. And he always spoke so highly of Billy Graham. And so that really influenced Chip. Years later, Chip married Joanna. And when they were pregnant with their second baby, they were sensing that God was telling them to trust him and close the store that they had. They had a Magnolia store. It was just a, a small storefront. And Joanna wasn't sure about this. She didn't understand why God would say close the store. But Tanya, she was obedient, and she closed the doors. And when she did that, that's when she said the peace of God overwhelmed her and she just knew that God had some better plans for her life. But it wasn't until she made God a priority in her life, trusted Jesus Christ as her foundation, and just at the right time, a production company heard about their faith, their home renovation ideas, and the rest is history, you know, HGTV, Had them on for their show, Fixer Upper, and it's been very, very successful. But this is what Joanna says. God taught me to study the Word and believe it, even when it hadn't been fulfilled yet. That was a faith that she had never had before. She had to trust Him. as He would speak His promise to me, and that peace came upon me, even though my circumstances hadn't reflected the promise yet. That's what we're talking about to you. Believe the promise even when the circumstances don't reflect it yet. Think back to Zechariah and Elizabeth. There was a promise, and they needed to trust and be obedient, even when the promise hadn't been realized yet. So just like Zachariah and Elizabeth and Chip and Joanna Gaines, they both realized that their hope would be in Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And it wasn't until they let their faith become steady And they press forward to the goal of the prize of Jesus Christ that they would see even more than they could ever imagine happen in their life.
1: There are so many promises still out there for you. You may not know what they are yet, but if you keep pressing towards God and put your hope in Jesus, those promises will find you. Let us pray.
0: Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for your promise. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who dwells in us that helps us as we live this life. Help us to rejoice knowing that you're in and through us. You are over all and above all. And we know that through you we have eternal life and that we shall see that promise revealed. When we open our eyes and trust you and have that obedience, and keep going long obedience in the same direction lord help us to continue to put our faith and trust in you so that you can do more in and through us we praise you and we love you it's in jesus name we pray amen
1: we're so glad you joined us today remember you can do a simple search journey with jesus and find us on apple podcast google podcast Spotify, and coming soon to Pandora. You can also reach out to us in email. We'd love to hear from you or if you have a special prayer request at journeywithjesus2019 at gmail.com There's joy in the journey when you journey with Jesus.